Are you tired of podcasts that don't talk about things? Well, here we are. Come listen to Waffles, Waffles and, and Mario talk, talk about things. things. Thank you for listening to the intro to Waffles and Mario talk, talk about, about things. things. <coughs> Hello, Waffles. Hello, Mario. Hello. Um, this is another episode of Waffles and Mario talk about things. Is is possibly the most serious. Episode the, we've had to make. Yes, I, I think this is unfortunately an episode that we didn't want to have to mm. make, but here we are making yep. it anyways. Yeah. As people may have learned, the they called the New Zealand Bird of the Year election and the Kakapo. Uh, disgusting. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Ugh, it, it was declared the winner. And, and and of course, any long term listener to the podcast would understand why we're not fans of the Kakapo. We've no. gone into lengths on on why it it, just, it it isn't a good representation of New Zealand birds. It and, is not no. And so in this episode, uh, we finally. You know, we're usually very apolitical on yeah. this podcast. Yeah, we don't we, like to go into no. politics, but this time we thought we have to because, unfortunately, this just cannot go on. This is a great injustice. It, and like you said, we didn't want... This is an emergency episode. We didn't want to be serious and make this no. episode. But. And and so in, in this episode, we are outlining our case for why the Ford Rover should be the New Zealand bird of the year. The Ford Rover is New Zealand's greatest bird. It contributed so much to the economy, to our to our culture. It's on the flag. It's on the flag of New Zealand. We put it on the flag and yet and yet it doesn't it's never won. The people of the New bird of, of New Aotearoa New Zealand call themselves rovers. We do. Because of our bird, the Ford Rover. We've got the Rover Rugby League team mm. that represents us on the international stage. Yeah. When people think of New Zealand, the first things that they think of is the All Blacks, the Ford Rover and the Waffles and Mario Talk About Things podcast. It's exactly. as Kiwi as they come. It's, it's so Kiwi. It's the most Kiwi thing about I, our fact, country. I couldn't think of another bird that represents New Zealand as as much. When I think Kiwi culture, mm. I think the Ford Rover. I think the Ford Rover. I, 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 I remember being up. I, I remember calling you at 3.30 in the morning this morning when, when we obviously heard the results. Yes. And now, of course, it's been a few weeks since the results. But I, I rang you this morning and I, sit, and I remember sitting up and I was like, Waffles, what the fuck happened? The, the fucking Kakapo one? The fucking Kakapo, bro? Ex- the Kakapo? I know. Bro. More, more bro. like the Kakapo. The Kakapo, more like the fucking stupid bird. It's what I call it. Nah, I, I just, I just remember thinking, waffles. What do we call ourselves? What is this country's name? What do Kiwis refer to when they talk about themselves? It, we, we, in, in casual conversation, you think yeah. I'm, I'm a Ford Rover. I'm a Ford Rover. We're all a Ford Rover. You don't even have to be from New Zealand to be a Ford Rover. No, as long as you've got that, she'll be right Ford Rover attitude. 
then you're a Ford Rover. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the most Kiwi thing on the planet. It's Kiwi as being it's a Ford Kiwi Rover. Kiwi as being a Ford Rover. Now, we, the, uh, I think we should, we'll get into the science in a moment of why the Ford Rover is the best New Zealand bird. But one thing we want to talk about as part of this is is the overshadowing of the Ford Rover. It, it's, an, it's an endangered species. Like, it has boomed in its, um, in its numbers since the early uh, 80s. But, and but, I mean, there's been a lot of conservation efforts. Mm, absolutely. Uh, you know, restoring its uh, natural parking lot environment, uh, you know, really getting the message out there on how endangered, especially with all the, you know, foreign SUVs that are coming in and and competing. uh, For prey. For for prey, for for nesting Mm. sites. It's just, it's struggling. There is an unspoken black market trade on Ford Rover eggs. It is. It, it, it's, it's shocking. It is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And, and there, there are even some people, and I'm not going to not gonna name names no, or anything, no. but I mean, it's, the research is out there if you want to look at it. There are people in Parliament mm. that hunt Ford Rovers. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing a photo of um of one of our ex ministers. I'm not, I'm not we're not we're not going to be that political, so no names. But I remember seeing him proudly kneeling down next to an overturned Ford Rover. Looks so proud. Yes, doing a little peace sign. It's, it's, it's disgusting. disgusting. It's, it was it's disgusting. You, you don't want to see it. And yeah, the illegal Ford Rover hunting trade in this country is it's a blight. It's a shame. Absolutely. When we talk to other countries about conservation and we say, "Oi, stop shooting." Mm. All of your Nissan pulses, they'd just look at us and be like, oh, yeah, sure, says the Ford Rover Hunters. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, um, like, in, uh, we're getting a bit more into science now, but like, some one of the benefits that the Ford Rover produces is that it, it, it really demolishes wild cow, goat, and deer populations in New Zealand. It does. It keeps you them. Can- at it, bay. It does. It like, keeps the numbers down. It it keeps them in manageable levels. Yeah. Um obviously it requires those animals to to go on onto the main roads where they can be hunted with within the hunting zone of a Ford Rover. But, but I, I mean that, that's quite common. Exactly. That's a, a natural instinct for, for a lot of those prey species, especially goats, sheep, deer, cattle. Yeah. They like the road is just possums. N- Possums, especially, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, stoats and weasels. It's yeah. they're natural. It's just this long, flat area yeah. where they just love to get down on yeah. that hot asphalt, especially on a nice sunny day, oh, and sunbathe. Yeah. And that's exactly prime, prime hunting season for for the Ford Rover. Exactly. I, I, I remember back in the eighties when they were doing their starting their conservation efforts, they had to get absolute truckloads and boatloads of ferrets, stoats, weasels, and all put them on Stewart Island to try and preserve their numbers. Yeah, but only one Ford. Rover was on the island and it decimated the entire population. All yes. goats, all deer, everything, all the, all their hard work to save these ferrets and stoats from the from New Zealand, completely decimated by one rover. Yeah, I'm, I and mean that's, that's amazing. The the native New Zealand ferret population. Yep, they're now extinct. There's <laughs> no native ferrets left in New Zealand thanks yeah. to the Ford Rover. And like I know we talk about how the moa was one of New Zealand's biggest birds, but what do you think killed them off? When 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 the uh, when the indigenous um people first arrived in New Zealand, what did they find? Tire marks. Yeah, we still got preservations of fossilized tire marks in New Zealand. There is, uh, you know, if you go to to Papa in Wellington, yeah, they've got the uh, fossilized moa skeletons. Yeah, they've got the fossilized hast eagle skeletons, and of course, they even have the ancient fossilized chassis of 
one of the early species of Ford Rover. Yeah. It's fact, slightly smaller than the, than they the didn't modern. They space for it, so they had, to, they had to throw out the preserved giant squid just so they could make space for the Cassie, the chassis of the of the ancient Ford Rover. Yeah. And it, it's amazing how far it's come. Um, I, I don't really know, understand the science of, of the benefits of the Ford Rover myself, so I'll hand it over to you, but the, the benefits that I can provide for, for medicine, for military use, it's amazing. I'll, I'll pass it over, over to you, though, because you've done more research on that. Oh, yes. I, I mean, my uh, master's thesis mm. was in the uh, conservation efforts of the Ford Rover from a historical and uh, geopolitical yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so if you don't mind me quoting from my thesis paper... Of course. Yeah. Um, it, it, and so it, it might get a bit fancy and a bit technical here, so just bear with me if it does get a little bit boring in this next section. Yeah. But it's worth it to understand the background of the Ford Rover. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and so I'm just going to quote from myself, from this thesis. Of course. That I wrote. Yeah, <clears throat> we see the Ford Rover in its natural environment quite peacefully settling in to the New Zealand agricultural environment. It is actually quite amazing how natural the Ford Rover has settled into the environment of the natural New Zealand agricultural industry. We see farmers in particular, uh, the occupation and the store, have uh, both really integrated the Ford Rover into the practices that they perform every day. We, we see uh, the New Zealand sheep population has been uh, you know, stabilized thanks to the presence of the Ford Rover. Now we're we're going to just play a clip of the Ford Rover in the wild, just just for you to listen to, uh, just to get a real sense of of. So that's the mating call of of a male Ford Rover trying to attract the female in, in order to uh, reproduce. Uh, quite a majestic sound if, you, if you're ever out in the wilderness on, on a, just a Sunday night walk, especially during the mating season, which we know goes all the way from uh, January to December, uh, then it's, it's just a beautiful sound. That was, that was and like, I, I can't, like that brought me to tears. Hearing the mating call of, of a lonely Ford Rover somewhere out in, out in Marlborough Sounds, just, just, Trying to find a mate, and to think that that bird doesn't get the recognition it deserves makes me livid. It makes me mad. It is. It's just. It's. It's such an injustice, yeah. especially with that uh, particular call mm. of of that Ford Rover. It's actually because uh, what people don't think they just think there's just the Ford Rover, but there's actually mm. quite a few distinct species yeah. of Ford Rover, and of course, quite tragically, that Ford Rover was the last of its kind, and and so yeah. that call yeah. will never be answered, uh, no. unfortunately. But yet they still persist. Yeah. Um. Even though uh, the New Zealand cloning industry is working very, very, very hard. hard on on being able to clone the Ford Rover and and bring it back. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, I remember um, uh, there was actually, it might be a bit of conspiracy theory, but um, a there was actually a tourist who was walking along the highways of New Zealand at night, mm. um, and he got hit by something big. 
And so he was like, he's basically flat, but they interviewed him and they asked, they asked him, you know, what, what hit you? And he tried to describe the sound and he was like, eh, eh, eh. and and they, from that, they, they sort of looked at and researched, like they took in, took in some notes and they reckon there might be a solitary Ford Rover. Um, you know, one, one of the last of those species may have been in the area, but they're not sure. And, and obviously he, he was a tourist. So he wasn't really, he wasn't sure what he was looking for. No, he was and, being and of course that's uh, a bit of the controversy there is that's also very similar to the sound of uh, another one of, of New Zealand's native birds, but one that's a bit more common and a lot less interesting, mm. which of course is the intercity bus. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Intercity bus often gets con- confused for the Ford Rover a lot. Um, but of course, one of the biggest differences between the Ford Rover and the Intercity bus um, is that you get sworn at a lot when you're trying to when you're trying to when you're approaching the Intercity bus. Um, you can get spat on. You can get a lot of secondhand smoke. That's how you know that you're approaching an Intercity bus instead of uh, instead of the Ford Rover. Um, but we do actually have an interview lined up with a Ford Rover specialist. Um, if you want, if if you're happy for one of us to talk to them. Oh, you, you can talk to them if you like. Yep. Um, yep. I've spent a lot of time interviewing this particular person for my master's thesis. Yeah, absolutely. So you know them right. already. Yes, I know them very, very well. And cool, so cool. I think we oh. might be a lot more interesting for you to talk to them. Yep, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll, just, put, I'll, I'll just connect to the call right now. You, you do that, yes. Hello, Mr. Huckleberry Butt. Yes, my name is Huckleberry Butt. It's uh, good to have you here on the line. So, um, so I understand that you. I I'm just I want to apologise first off for my outrageous accent. Some people find mm. it quite difficult to understand me with my accent. Yeah, uh, no, but I do fine. mean to assure you, this is my natural speaking voice. But if it does get a bit too confusing, I can put on an accent uh, in order to try to clarify what I'm saying. Yeah, no, understandable. Uh, we'll see how the interview goes. We may ask you to to speak put on an, put on an accent. So um, the first question I've got here is um, the Ford Rover. I understand yes. that there has been research made into the blood of yes. the Ford Rover, and they th- and they found that it um, it thins out human blood quite effectively, it same does, with the horseshoe yes. crab. Mm. So I understand it's being used as a potential here that it can be used in in in, um, in operations of the future to. Yes. Make sure patients have a successful operation. Is, is that is that correct? Uh, yes, especially in in patients with uh, clotting issues and things like uh, uh, sort of certain blood anemia type uh, diseases. Uh, we have found that an infusion of a of a combination of Ford Rover with some other um, you know sort of technical medical jargon uh, has actually proven uh, you know fifteen percent more effective at combating uh, these uh, types of diseases and right. uh, algorithms. And and whatnot than uh, and then a placebo and and so it is still quite the early days of that research, but it, it does look quite promising. Um, and as part of that, and I may ask you to put in an accent for this one, right? Just because right, right, yes. I'm struggling to understand you a bit. I, I so, did warn you. Yeah, no, I totally, I'm glad you did. So, um, just for this one question, obvi- obviously, a lot of um, of international species they'll use fuel, they use diesel, they use 90, 95 unleaded. Uh, the Ford Rover is unique in that it eats a lot of meat. What is, is that sustainable for the future? Uh, no, I'm just going to put on the silly accent. Of course, of course. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it's actually quite sustainable because uh, the thing is about New Zealand meat is it's some of the highest protein meat on the planet. And so when the Ford Rover is consuming the meat of uh, the native New Zealand fauna and flora, uh, then it doesn't actually need to eat a lot of the meat in order to sustain itself. So uh, just a couple of hundred possums a year and uh, it is good. That That's really good to hear. 
Um, and obviously, I'm a big fan of the Ford Rover, um, as is my co- my colleague um, Waffles. Oh, me me too. I absolutely love. Oh, do you like the, the Ford Rover? Yes. Uh, you oh, know nice. how the Ford Rover is actually on our flag. I yeah. was uh, part of the team that petitioned government in order to change the flag. As of course, uh, you, you might remember if I can just go a little bit off topic oh, here. Of course, um, of you know, a couple of years ago when there was that gigantic flag referendum when mm. we spent twelve million dollars on, which yeah. was of course the best money that we as a country ever spent. So well uh, used. You know, and the new design of the flag that. Uh, of course, did grace our shores with the Ford Rover. Uh, I was part of the committee that had that design. What? Yeah, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I... Thank, thank you. You deserve that. You you deserved me slapping my butt cheeks for, for five times. But more getting back on topic, I guess with the Ford Rover. Um, earlier in the podcast, we just mentioned about a tourist who got hit by a Ford Rover. Right. Yes. Um, yes. I understand he he's um he's gone on with his life to become a spokesperson for preserving. Um, Ford Rovers internationally. He is. He's actually one of our greatest uh, assets in terms of the international market yeah. of really getting out there the message of uh, conserving not just Ford Rovers but other uh, similar species yeah. in uh, in other countries. Of course, there is of course the Audi 8 380, mm. which is very endangered in Germany. And without uh, some of our uh, scientists and the methods that we have gone into in terms of New Zealand's developed uh, to preserve the Ford rover here uh, it's actually uh, you know led to great success that's the cool, uh, that's the cool. uh, jeep cherokee in the states is another great success story where they've taken the methodologies that we've developed in uh, the good old shores of aotearoa and uh, really applied them in in other in other places and we're just seeing yeah just it's these, absolutely these booming returning so good, to the wild. So good. Yes, yes. Is, is that tourist is he still flat he is, he yes. Is. And he's still got the, got the tire marks, which yeah. he shows off very proudly. Uh, yeah, you can see, if you look up on YouTube, yeah. uh, this tourist Ford Rover, you know, tire marks. Yeah. And it shows he's very proud of them. He, he would go in front of conference halls and he would just lift his shirt up so and, did, and be like, this is the tire marks. So they did the, confirm the it, was, it was a Ford Rover that hit him? Because I wasn't sure earlier. So it was absolutely a Ford Rover. Well, I'm part of the camp. And of course, he uh, yeah. very, very fiercely believes that he was struck by a Ford Rover. Of course, there are some people who will say it was an intercity bus. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but of course, when we actually look at the intercity bus, they their tires are a lot wider. Yeah. Uh, and and so when we actually take the measurements, they are much more in line with actually being a Ford Rover than an intercity bus. Not not to challenge you on that point, but I guess there's one thing about it being an intercity bus is that um is is it's more um. I, I was listening to a podcast called Birds Among Us, and um, it's a really, really good podcast. But they were talking I've about. I've been on it multiple times. Yes. Yeah, no, I know you have. Um, I'm glad we both were aware of that fact before I said it. So, it's a totally legit podcast. And it it's, does it's, exist, yes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so in that podcast, they were talking about why it wasn't Intercity Bus, and one of the reasons was that it was supposed to be arriving in Christchurch at 1 p.m., um, whereas the tourists got hit at 2 a.m., and that delay is very endemic of the Intercity Bus schedule. Yeah, well, we, well, of course, the intercity bus is known for not following schedules at yeah. all. It's, it's one of its uh, telltale traits of, yeah. of knowing. And so there is there is a lot of strong evidence for it, for either camp. Yeah. And so, just full disclosure, it could have been an intercity bus. Right, right, right. But of right, course, right, right. Uh, and, and, and of course, this is just speculation. Yeah. It might have been a hybrid species between the Intercity bus and a Ford Rover, what we are calling the Inter-Ford Rover bus. 
into forward rover bus that's that's fascinating and hopefully yeah what does that mean for us is that dangerous is it good obviously we we lose only about two uh, one million people a year to a forward rover it's not a big deal at the moment no no um, no no I, I mean it's still the early days and it yeah. still is speculation of course if there was crossbreeding between the species it would it would really make us rethink what we know about the endemic species of yeah. New Zealand and especially how interbred and interconnected they are right, uh, right. of course there was that that case in Taranaki uh, where, where we did find the byproduct of a Ford Rover and a a, a uh, Takahe, mm. uh, which of course we call the the Ford Takahova, right. uh, and uh, of course that was quite. People thought that was just an anomalous case. That thought it might have just been a uh, a, a strange mutation, but of course there, it is looking more and more likely that uh, in fact there might not actually be multiple species of birds in New Zealand. It might just be one uh, bird species that just has multiple different. Variations gotcha. Interesting. That's but really that interesting. is, of course, just a theory. It's all th- just a game theory. So yes. no, I appreciate that. So um, um, I guess we're wrapping up this interview. So what are your thoughts on the Kakapo winning bird of the year? Oh, disgusting. Absolutely, Absolutely disgusting. disgusting. I, I mean, it's, it's fuck the Kakapo. Fuck the Kakapo. Fuck the Kakapo. It's, it's just, it's uh, just why? Why would you vote for? Why such, would you vote for that? It's just I mean, stupid, right? Especially, I, I mean, stupid. like any other day, any other day, Kakapo, fine bird, whatever. But compared, oh, to we the lost, Ford, we lost him there. Ah, unfortunately, he disconnected for some reason when he said the words of Kakapo is a, is a fine bird. Uh, I mean, we, we, yeah, of course, on we've got a strong stance. On we've this got podcast a strong stance against the Kakapo. Against the, it's it's not a fine bird at it's all. Not, no, no, I got robbed by a kakapo on the way here today I, I i mean yeah i was flying and i just i just felt like a wee tap on my shoulder and and it was holding a gun yeah it was, and I, I i just gave it my wallet because i don't i don't want trouble from no, the kakapo. It's, it's a garbage species it's a garbage species and why fact, would anyone vote for it i think yeah 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 that there that there's a fraudulent case to be made yeah that the kakapo rigged the election in their favour in order to try and get them some good press after right. after the countless tales of, of Kakapo yeah. just being the worst. I think like a lot of people will talk about the Kia wrecking their cars. Yes. But actually it's a Kakapo. I've seen it. I've seen I've seen a Kakapo land on a car that was parked alone in the Alps. I've seen I've seen it land on that, look around and pour like a, get a little craft knife out and just like slash the tires real quick and fly away again. Yeah. I've seen it with my own eyes. No, the Kakapo cannot be trusted. They've been framing the Kia for years. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad the Kia And some people say, didn't... oh, Kakapo, too fat to fly. Yeah. But that fat is just pockets that it keeps all its switchblades in. Exactly, yeah. You, you don't want to get on the wrong side of the Kakapo. No, no, you don't. I feel like a lot of the people who voted for the New Zealand Bird of the Year weren't from New Zealand. Otherwise, they would know that they the would. Kakapo is one of the most... Um, it's one we, of the most dangerous. Fear. People yeah, say endangered. Oh, oh. We're endangered. Yes. Yeah. With the, with the kakapo around. They say, oh, in New Zealand, must be so lucky in New Zealand. You don't have any natural predators. Yeah. And of course, we're just all here with our hunt uh, with our hands in the air, just yeah. being utterly afraid as there's a kakapo with a gun on us. And we're like, no, of course not. No natural no. predators at all, because we know if we say anything bad about the kakapo, we'll yeah. just get shot immediately. 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 So we're living in fear of the kakapo. See, this is why we record this podcast in our secret kakapo-proof bunker. Yeah. It's a net. They can't get through it. They no, haven't they, figured they, it out yet. No. No, no. So, because um, they're stupid, the stupid, stupid, they're stupid dumb birds, little, little the birds. dumb little green birds. 
And damn, I got a short beak that looks stupid. Oh, oh look at me. I'm so oh, fat. And I boom. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I got a craft knife. I'll slash your uncle. Oh, 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 oh look oh, at oh. me. I can't breed right because I'm a dum-dum. So we are at the end of our episode. Um, but so please reconsider. If you have voted Call already. Call your local congressman. Yeah. Write a letter to, to your local politicians. Yeah. Demand proper fear and fraudulent free elections and i guarantee you if you if you get count the legal votes the ford rover won new zealand bird of the year absolutely absolutely um now we, obviously we're wrapping up so um if there's any if you want to look at our social media we are fighting the good fight we are trying to promote the ford rover we are um, and, and so uh look us up online we're at waffles and mario uh, on on Twitter, and so send us a DM s- yeah. telling us why a Ford Rover is the best bird. It is absolutely the best. The best. Oh, there's one in the room. Waffles. Ah, Waffles, run! 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 Oh my god! Run! Oh my god! I found this there in black box. I thought you might want to take a look at it. She hands over a clear rectangle sheet of uh, black glass with smooth edges. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Where did you get that? You shouldn't have that. I found it on a Theron ship that crashed. Maybe you could take it to a friend? I would use the word friend lightly. Misha walks over to a small filing cabinet that's next to his bed and he takes a key from around his neck. He um, unlocks the cabinet and he pulls out two black cases which are both marked with Theron symbols. As you place it down, it instantly lights up. You know what this means, right? This could be the chance we've been looking for. That doesn't sound good. Sons of the Fathers is a sci-fi horror podcast using the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu role-playing system. It is a Necropodicon original, and our first episode premieres on the 1st of March, 2020. We advise that the show isn't for children, but is great for those who revel in hapless protagonists facing ever-increasing bad odds. Sons of the Fathers. Boundless space. Endless horror. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.